Foul Territory is recorded from my weekly YouTube program and is a firearm and 2A related panel discussion where we discuss current news and events with a weekly swag giveaway. And then we take a look at viewer submitted photos of guns and gear, what we like to call Gorn. So and what will you learn today? And welcome to Foul Territory number and now, 186. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Gary and it Foul is Friday, Territory. Of course, September the 9th, 2022. So welcome to the show. I along with my co-host, Cat and Channel partner, George Grace and Cat here, who's going to help me go through the uh, the list of people who are here. So uh Let's go see who's been in here tonight so far. Gun websites, first one in. He was an hour early. First thumb, at least. Kingpin's out there. Lakeview Outdoors joined us as Rich White doing double duty. 223 DMR is out there. Mike White says, good evening, folks. And Krabby Turtle is out there. PA Reloader is in the audience. Maggie 42 is out there watching as well as Pat in a Bunker is out there. Uh, going down the list, let's see. Defense Dad says, I see gun people. Uh, BWAT 75 is out there. Uh, obnoxious one doing double duty as well. Jacob S. No. Jacob S. is out there. Clint Torres is in the audience. Clinters? As well as Tim, Tim S. Uh, Dustin Butson is out there. Welcome, welcome back, Dustin. Blitz is out there in the audience. And uh, I don't believe I mentioned uh, Tim S. is out there. And uh, Mr. Trigger himself, gun toting pacifist, is out there. Keith Gregory has joined us. Uh, Rich White and Smeggy both jumping over on the Twitch side to say hi to Live Moo is also doing mm. double duty. Uh, let's see, still going, I think. That's it so far. 23 people in the room. Good start. So, uh, will it live up to the billing? Uh, you'll have to, uh, you'll have to stay, uh, stay tuned to find out. I see. Sergeant Joe Smith is out there in the audience also. So let's see, as if we didn't know, who is in our esteemed panel this evening, shall we? Justin Grimm is out there. Hi, Justin. So let's welcome our panelist. And the first one, he comes he comes high from the mountaintops of West Virginia. He is the host of This Week Unloaded on the Unloaded Media Channel. And... Uh, Whatever the name of that wrestling show is on the Wrestling Unloaded channel, uh, I'll let him clarify. But uh, you know him as Rich White. It's just the wrestling show. <laughs> I was pretty close, then. Yeah. Well, welcome aboard, sir. Again, once again. Yeah. Uh, the second panelist, he needs no introduction, but he's going to get one. Because, you see, he is the sunshine that lights our day. In fact... He went and got some extra sunshine because he just came from the sunshine state of Florida and is is back home because this show is that important to him that he rushed home 
so he could be on foul territory. But he is, he is, uh, he is the voice of calmness, the voice of reason, and the man of orange. Let's welcome aboard your friend and mine, Obnoxious One. Yo. Man of few I'm, words. I was actually in the gunshine state. So that I don't know what too. this sunshine state you speak of. And PA I Reloader went, says, Gizzard, you missed me. LOL. Sorry about that, PA Reloader. Hmm. I thought I mentioned your name, but you're worth mentioning twice. So hi out there. Let it be known that even though I haven't seen Sugar Mama all week, I spent about a half hour with her and then came down here because I'm contractually obligated. Man, I, I admire, I admire your steadfastness and your loyalty and it will not go unpunished. Uh, (laughs) Travis T is out there. Uh, Speaking of punished, uh, this last panelist, he comes to us from the state of Michigan and, uh, there's a lot of things you could say about this guy, but uh, the one that comes to mind most often is he is the fine bovine. Let's welcome to live moo. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Good to yeah. see you. Glad and, to have you. Now, uh, my normal co-host is doesn't care enough to come on the show. He's whining. He's on the ground. He is. Yeah, something about just getting off a plane or something like that. Yeah, he, hour way over. He doesn't. He doesn't care. <laughs> and I'm I'm contractually obligated too because I just spent six days with my wife on vacation, and now <laughs> she's upstairs, I'm downstairs, so I'm contractually yeah, obligated to stay, stay away from her. She's sick of me. So anything going on I need to know about before we delve into 2A? Any earth-shaking news? I know know that uh, Queen Elizabeth passed away yesterday, but that's not exactly American news, so. Yeah, don't care. Did anybody else picture Charles going, finally? (laughs) I I did. I did. It's about goddamn time. Yeah, he's got that, that Lizzo song going in his head. It's about damn time. <laughs> so we've had Mike White out there. Now we have the other Mike. We just call him Mike. He's out there. We just call him the other Mike. He is. Because you got Mike White and you got Mike. So, not. Not to be confused with the mic in front of me here, which is what I talk into. Or the one that thinks it's a cow. Do what? It's a mic check. Mic check. Check, Baby check, baby one, two. (laughs) Syphilis. Syphilis. Testes. Testes, one, two, three. You got three testes? Not anymore. That, That might be a lump. You should probably get that checked out. It might be a record. You never know. <laughs> it might be a hernia. <laughs> uh, Kingpin, he says, next week, breaking news, Charles dies day before he is crowned king. <laughs> and that's that's right down cruel, man. <laughs> You're going to feel really bad if he does die. No, I'm not. 
No, not really. Kingpin's going to have to do it. I'm sorry. I wish that on you, video. Mm. Uh, we got another panelist coming on to the panel. Let's welcome aboard Gun Websites. Hello, G-Webs. Good evening. Thanks for the link. How goes it with you? Good. Thanks for hosting each week. Oh, you bet. See, Justin Grimm says, cough to the left, down to the right. Yeah. And then down the middle if you got that other one. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, Mike White says, I was kind of sad to hear, but not all that sad. And somebody just sent me an email wanting a link. I could have swore I sent him a link, but uh, perhaps I did not. No swearing. What? How did I leave him off the list? Sorry about that. Oh, because he's a patron. He could go out and Patreon and find it. That's why. Let me go ahead and send him an email. Sometimes people have trouble getting to that stuff. So you have a link, sir. So uh, while we're waiting for him to come, let's see. my. That's just junk. All right. Uh, Sergeant Joe says, breaking news, Megan just became queen. I don't think that's possible. Nah. She's not even in the line of succession. I'm sure Rich could tell you all about the line of succession to the British nope. throne. I care not one whit about the royal family. Don't pay attention to a god. All I know is they're a royal pain in the butt. Uh, <laughs> so anyway... My family Let's... left England, and I and they stopped caring about the royal family as soon as they got on the boat. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. So let's uh, let's look at a little news, shall we? Uh, C four defenses out there. He says, "Is this foul territory one eighty six powered by live free armory?" Hmm. Well, it could be. It could be very easily. All I'd have to do is press this button and change that logo up there. Isn't that neat? (laughs) I have magic. And then I have this logo, too, if you like that one better. So anyway, let's uh, welcome one more panelist. And he is in an undisclosed bunker location. I don't recommend having a burn barrel in a bunker. but uh... Yeah, that's probably not... (laughs) How you doing, Pat? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, Just chilling out outside of the bunker tonight. Decided I would have myself a little fire. So, I am doing excellent. Uh How are y'all tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, In response to Sarge, check my Twitter feed and you'll find out exactly how much I gave a damn about Queen Elizabeth dying. <laughs> zero, zero Fs. So speaking of people who don't give a damn well, about uh, about uh, the royal family, uh, say hello to Happy Finnegan out there. Uh, <laughs> let's just say uh, she is not sad about the passing of Queen Elizabeth. In fact, she says my great granddad shot Brits. We have no love for the Tans. The tans, that's something I've never heard before. But my Twitter post the day she died would not be safe for this show. So. Mm. 
PNW Woods is out there. Says the family that oppressed more people than any family lost their mom. Hmm. Uh, Abby says my cousins say hi. We've been celebrating for two days. No, no. The post was because I got tired of hearing about it. Yeah, didn't we escape all that stuff so we could get rid Uh of all? Yeah, it started with nobody in the United States should give a damn about the Queen, and then there was some much worse language than that afterwards. Yeah, I saw that. And you know what? That's okay, because we're American. (laughs) Speaking of Americans, let's let's talk about something a little bit more near and dear to our hearts, and that is uh, uh, Second Amendment news. So uh, we've got an article here. From Ammo Land, posted by John Crump. I believe most of you know who John Crump is. And it says, UPS threatens to cancel service for most of the gun industry. It says, UPS has stepped up its anti-gun campaign by requiring online sellers to ship an average of 50 handguns daily to use its second-day air service. Sellers who do not ship at least 350 handguns a week risk losing their shipping accounts. Under the new agreement, UPS is only required to give customers a 10-day notice before cutting them off from the shipping service. The volume necessary means that most online retailers and manufacturers are now cut off from shipping guns through the carrier unless the handgun is shipped using the expensive next-day error service. The notice was sent to UPS customers that deal in firearms. UPS has been under pressure from anti-gun groups and politicians to stop doing business with the gun industry. This new move appears to be a way that UPS can cut ties to most of the industry without jeopardizing its major accounts. The letter also references updating its policies to be in line with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives and state regulations. This reference most likely refers to new rules surrounding privately manufactured firearms, but UPS goes much further than required by law. UPS has been at the center of controversy recently when it canceled the account of a seller of 80% lowers. The shipping giant notified Ghost Firearms of Florida that it would stop shipping from the company. It also told the online retailer that it would seize and destroy packages currently en route to customers leaving Ghost Firearms scrambling for options. At the time, Ghost Firearms had more than $30,000 in products that were in danger of being destroyed. A month later, under pressure from the Giffords Law Center to prevent gun violence, FedEx followed suit and stopped shipping unfinished frames and receivers. When one company bends a knee to a special interest group, the other is usually quick to follow suit. Recently, Gifford sent a letter to FedEx and UPS asking the companies to adopt a policy of refusing to ship dangerous firearm products that are fueling the epidemic of gun violence in America. Some firearms advocates see this as backdoor gun control. Well, why not? Many gun owners buy firearms online because of the cost savings. The buyers still must pick up their ordered firearms from a federal firearms licensee or FFL and be submitted through the same background check system as any other customers. By requiring smaller dealers to use next-day air service, the cost savings disappear. Add in the cost FFLs charge for transfers, and buying a gun from a smaller online retailer will become prohibitively expensive. No kidding. 
This change will hurt all but the most prominent online retailers. The change will hurt small manufacturers as well. A manufacturer will have to ship 18,250 handguns a year or will be cut off from UPS second-day air service. This number is more than the total number of guns produced by most companies. Uh, UPS, which receives 252, no, $252,016,057 in state and local and federal subsidies annually, is attacking an industry that helps Americans exercise a constitutionally protected right to bear arms. This is not lost on Eric Pratt, Senior Vice President of Gun Owners of America. This is another example of the woke cancel culture coming from the anti-gun crowd, Pratt told MLN News. The Second Amendment protects the right to keep and bear arms, and by default, that should include the right of gun makers to ship their firearms to market. If UPS is going to act like an enemy of our constitutional rights, then they shouldn't receive a dime of federal taxpayers' money. MLN News reached out to UPS for comment, but our calls were not returned. What do you think about that panel? I have no opinion. You have no opinion. Well, as somebody who has bought a few firearms online, I really don't want to pay for next day air service. You're not going to pay for next day air service. They're going to ship them ground. I don't know. We'll see how far it goes between them and FedEx. I don't know where it's all going to land. Pardon the uh, pun, but uh, if this is even, I yeah, mean, we're still going. We're still going by just the the one. Are we still going by just the one source that's saying that he got this letter from UPS? Or has there been backup? Because um, that's, that's, that's where it was the last mm-hmm. time. It was one. Source saying, I got a letter from UPS. That looked kind of janky. Didn't really look like it came from UPS. That's what I'm seeing here. There's a picture. There's a PDF file of the letter. It says, Dear Valued UPS Customer, and I'm not going to read the entire thing. And it's signed UPS Corporate Compliance and Ethics. Well, um, I know FedEx is going down the same, trying to go down the same road. So I. I don't know. We'll have to see what all comes out in the wash in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I don't think you can. So there's not a lot of. I think there's limited options on what you can ship a gun. It has to be fairly quick. So is that the second day? I think second day is when most people ship them because of, you're not allowed mm. to ship them ground. I thought I might be wrong. It might just be the people that don't want to waste their time. But I thought there was something like you were you had to ship them quick. Let's take some time to welcome aboard Smeggy to the panel. Good evening, Smeggy. But it's right oh, before an election, and they're looking for things. So I think picking at scabs is silly when we've got that. It just came back into a session. We should be figuring out ways to make them sorry that they brought up 1808, you know, the assault weapons ban. We should be bugging the hell out of them about that. Or at least, I think that should be a bigger focus than what might happen, like you say, with one company. 
Anybody else got anything to say about this article? Well, then, let's move on to article number two. Maybe we'll get some more discussion on this, because uh, this one isn't exactly great news either. I'm not sure I have a whole lot of sunny news tonight. But this is an article from Bearing Arms. And it says, pistol-packing high school mascot under the gun after Twitter complaint. This was written by Cam Edwards. And it says, Massachusetts has a long and storied history with firearms, despite its current status as one of the most Second Amendment hostile states in the country. From the Minutemen of the War of Independence to the dozens of firearm manufacturers that set up shop in what became known as Gun Valley in the 19th century, Guns have played an important role in the state over the centuries. Of course, most of those gun makers have either left the state or are looking at their exit strategies, and if the Minutemen were around today, I'm sure that Democrats in the state would have already passed laws aimed squarely at preventing them from carrying their rifles in public, or perhaps even owning them at all. The hostility towards guns and gun ownership in Massachusetts is real, and it's reaching new heights of absurdity, in the city of Worcester, where a local high school mascot may end up getting the axe because of his pistol-toting ways. The mascot in question belongs to the South Hill Community High School, where the school's athletic teams are known as the Colonels. After the logo featuring the Colonel posed with his guns in the air appeared on a sign in the garden on campus meant to honor graduates who have since died, a Karen voiced her displeasure at the wanton display of a Yosemite Sam knockoff with pistols in hands. And this Karen is indeed named Karen. Karen Pelletier, vice president of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce, tweeted on August the 19th that she was very disappointed to see the guns plaque resurrected. It is literally in a garden that is called Living Garden for Our Deceased Classmates. It's worse to know this was saved for years and carefully housed here. I'm speechless, she tweeted. The school's mascot is still the colonel, WPS Deputy Superintendent Brian E. Allen told Mass Live in an email. The same logo that is featured on a sign that was donated by the class of 2005 is the logo for the school's mascot to this day. We intend to assist the school in leading a wide range of school-based stakeholders input on the school's mascot and or logo in the future, Allen said. We are also researching any administrative or policy changes that would be involved with any change as needed. Yep, you read that right. This isn't even a new marker that disappointed Pelletier so much. It's been around for 17 years, but apparently it hasn't been on display for a while. It also apparently hasn't been a big issue since the deputy superintendent says that the district has not received any direct communication from community members about the plaque. Instead, they're responding to one complaint on Twitter, a complaint that, frankly, received more criticism than support from other social media users. There's a picture of the plaque right there. You know, just once... I wish that somebody who was speechless would actually be speechless. Yeah, right. I wish you would have given us a disclaimer. I looked over and then I saw that plaque and then that plaque again and then that plaque over and over. It's horrible. There's guns on the plaque. It's horrible. So uh, Cam goes on to say, really? Because if that's the case in the school district is just asking for a lawsuit. 
as long as the shirt in question isn't promoting violence or any illegal activity, I'd argue it's protected speech under the First Amendment. However, I don't think that Twitter user is right unless there's been a change in policy over the last couple of years. I guess I missed a statement over here about the dress code. I think it was in one of these. I don't see how a dress code has anything to do with a mascot. Sounds like parents are complaining about all sorts of stuff. There were only a handful of comments agreeing with Pelletier that the guns plaque is problematic, and one of them hinted that the real change necessary at the high school involves its dress code. Says this year's dress code isn't yet available to view online, but the dress code in place for the 2019-2020 school year makes no mention about firearms in its list of forbidden graphics. And it goes on to show the dress code. He says, I almost hate to bring that up in case it inspires an army of Karens to not only target the high school mascot, but demand changes to the district's dress code as well. Karen Pelletier is certainly entitled to share her opinion about the school mascot or the placement of a plaque with its image, but that doesn't mean that the district needed to jump at the opportunity to immediately launch an effort to see about replacing the mascot or disarming the colonel of his sidearms. That, to me, is a bigger issue here, and I hope that South Hill students and alumni will push back against this silly crusade against a cartoon character's guns. If the school district wants to pay some attention to the high school, I'd start with its declining test scores and leave its armed mascot alone. Okay. So I mean, we got a we got a Karen named Karen here. <laughs> see, I think part of the thing from the, the district dude is he's just trying to respond, right? That's like PR one on one. And the way he said it is like, oh we're gonna look into it with you know stakeholders. As in what, like ask the kids or the people that work there, like, hey you guys like the mascot? And I'm gonna go, Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna say, okay, cool. So he can make it look like he's listening to Karen, but also like not do anything. Be like, well, yeah, we know we looked into it, and that's fine. But I don't know that even that like needs to be all pulled out of proportion. Like, no, if they get rid of it, like, okay, I guess that's kind of stupid. But also, if the people there don't like it, that's fine. Like, if they want to be called the chickens, like, be the chickens. You know, some people like that. So. I don't see where it's really that thing would deal one way or the other. So real quick, I'd like to say hello to R4 Mississippi Thunder. Also, Wheeled and Well-Armed is in the audience. So anybody else have any comments on that? That's that's just a way overboard reaction to one critical social media post. They should take that guy down with his guns and give him an AR-15. Put him back up. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> I totally uh, agree. Funny you should say something about that. Uh, one of the uh, schools uh, around within a hundred mile radius of us uh, used to be the uh, Patriots, and uh, they took the it had that classic look of the Patriot with a uh, old flintlock in its hand, and. Uh, they replaced it with a more modern warfare guy, somebody probably from Afghanistan or Iraq with a M16 in their hand, and that is the new school's logo. And I say, 
Thank you and great on you. Now, Abby says, give him an AK in each hand. Uh, well, you're close. Abby also says, end standardized testing and actually teach your students to think instead of memorize. Another good comment. Anybody well, else got anything to say? Are, are they still going to serve chicken at the, in the lunchroom? Because, <laughs> I mean, if they get rid of the kernel, then you're depriving the kids of great fried chicken. You know, I never thought of that. That's a great point you're making there. I could go for a bucket of extra crispy and uh, some coleslaw and potato salad. <laughs> no, I, extra I think crispy though prefer... original recipe. It's got to be original recipe. Sorry. I prefer Silbeck Chicken Shack over KFC, but that's only really a Detroit area thing. So I love that well, chicken from Popeyes. <laughs> but I also love chicken from Chick Fil A, but. We're not giving away any chicken dinners today, so maybe some Chester's chicken. That's pretty good too. That's that's that's, that's good. Your... Yeah. That's Slim, good. Slim Barrels is good too. Cracker Barrels got some good fried chicken. That yep. you can buy by the bucket now. But we digress. We yeah, have... allowed to eat chicken? Like that's, I don't know. That'd be like me eating a steak. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that's right. We have more news, more news to peruse. So let's get on that. And we're going to go to Armed American News by Lee the Gunwriter Williams. A massive oops by the civilian marksmanship program, the article says. And it says, for a few hours Friday, the leadership of the civilian marksmanship program, or CMP, appeared to have lost their minds. It's either that or the storied nonprofit, which can trace its lineage back to 1903, when Teddy Roosevelt created the National Board for the Promotion of Rifle Practice, had been taken over by anti-gun Californians. At around 11 a.m., the CMP sent the following email to its thousands of subscribers and customers. The email says, Due to a new bill in California, CMP cannot send out email communications to our subscribers without having your full address and birthday in our email database. Please click on the update profile link in the footer of this email to update your contact details. CMP will continue to send out emails to only those subscribers that have completed their profile. We will also post updates on our Facebook page and our website, the email said. And, uh, there's a copy of the the post don't there. They so, know, don't they know all that information is available on the Department of Transportation's website in California or whatever it is? So uh, it looks like the gun snob has joined us. Well, this is just the CMP covering their covering their butts because of the stupid new California law. Yeah. So there's they, something about like advertising or whatever. You can't advertise to minors. Okay, so the article goes on to say, as you can imagine, the mere suggestion that their names, dates of birth, addresses, and other personal information could end up in the inboxes of anti-gun bureaucrats in California did not sit well with CMP's customer base. Reaction was swift, especially on CMP's Facebook page. Take your government bootlicker spy network and shove it. Gun-grabbing California left turds don't dictate to me 
one man wrote. Another said, I would not have been the least bit surprised at such idiocy coming from California, but I will say that any competent ID department would only need to know that level of information for subscribers in California. One subscriber speculated that someone at CMP may have been confused by a bill making its way through the California legislature, AB2273, which would require websites to verify the age of every user before allowing them access. However, the bill has not yet been signed into law. CMP subscribers had a legitimate reason to be concerned about the security of their personal information since just two months earlier, California's Attorney General accidentally and on purpose leaked the data of thousands of CCW permittees living in the Golden State. Who's to say if he got similar information from folks in other states, he wouldn't accidentally and on purpose leak that, too? Never mind. A few hours after the first email was sent, Mark Johnson, CMP's Director of Civilian Markmanship, sent another message which retracts the first. CMP made a mistake. We do not need our customer phone numbers, addresses, or dates of birth. My sincere apologies. Mark Johnson, DCM, the email states. Johnson offered no explanation or statement about the incident other than acknowledge that CMP had made a mistake. Johnson did not immediately return calls or emails seeking his comments for the story. The takeaways here are the CMP is a good organization. Through its stores, scholarships, clinics, and matches, it accomplishes its mission of teaching riflery, especially to our youth, while promoting safety and target practice. However, what separates a good organization from a great one is how its leadership comport themselves during a crisis. And for a few hours Friday, the CMP was hip deep in a crisis of its own making. Johnson and or the CMP board need to let us know exactly what happened and what steps they're taking to make sure it never, ever happens again. They also need to tell their customers what they plan to do with any personal information they received after the first email was sent. This is a time for the CMP to become fully transparent. It's the right thing to do. It's what Teddy would expect. Okay. So we got a Big time cluster here, don't we, people? I mean, a little bit, but I also think people overreacted on that as well. Like, just listening to, like, the comments on the Facebook thing where the one dude said, shouldn't they only need it by California? Yeah, that's what they said in their email. They said people in California need to update their thing. They didn't say anyone else did. And then, secondly, the one saying, oh, I'm going to give the bootlickers and blah, blah, blah. You're going to leave my info to California. CMP's not giving the info to California. They just need it in their database so if California ever comes after them and tries to, like, sue them or whatever, saying, hey, you're sending out stuff that you're not supposed to, they go, no, we're not. Look, it's this guy, John Smith. He's born this year or whatever. Another big takeaway. I mean, it sucks, but also, like, it's not that big of a deal. I think people overreacted on that one. Yeah, what what I saw was a bigger takeaway. If the guy who wrote the article is correct, is that the state of California thinks that every website on the internet can, has the ability to verify every user's age? Because the way that was worded, we all know that. You every website. We've been doing that since we were thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. Okay, continue. Uh huh. Exactly. It's like, uh 
I acknowledge that I am 21 years of age, yes or no. Which one are you going to click? Oh, damn it. I have to click no because I'm 19. I can't go uh-huh. here. Yeah. I said no one at all. Guns and barbecues out there, by the way. Yeah. I mean, oh, that, that, that law, the way that's written, if the again, if the reporter, journalist, whatever you want to call them that wrote the article, if they're correct, California. California wants everybody to upload their, their ID to every website they visit. Yes, Good Lord, California probably probably does want that. I'm surprised yeah. they don't want a picture of the driver's license. That's what I'm talking about, Gary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's just like I don't know. Kind of, there was what was that story earlier but with the shipping thing? They're just trying to make anything related to firearms cost prohibitive. And so if you're a small gun shop and all of a sudden you get like five people from California click on your website and you don't have some kind of verification thing on there, next thing you know, the AG is suing you out of state. You know, there's some small shop in Illinois or whatever. Well, there's anti-gun too. Well, you know what I mean? Somewhere like normal. Like, that's all it's going to do. They're just going to try and take down the little people that don't have money to fight back and probably just find them. And then the people will just settle or whatever. And it just makes guns a couple dollars more expensive. And every little step of the way, they make everything a little more expensive. So, uh, Mario Mosin is out there, and he says, Hi! Everybody else can say hi if you want to. Hey. Hey. I eat hey. Speaking of saying hey, hey, gun snob, how are you doing? I'm on four wheels on the ground, so I'm way better. Well, that's good. How far are you from home? Uh, I'm just not inclusive. Okay. He's got that public transportation smell. Mm-hmm. It smells like pee and feet. <laughs> are you calling? Are you calling Mystic Public Transportation? Hey, it's like the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, go, go this again, huh? <laughs> It's like the neighborhood bicycle. Yep. Just like the neighborhood bicycle. Wow. If I'm going to get in trouble, I might as well go for broke. If Moose said if he's going to get in trouble, he might as well go for broke. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got one more article to read through real quick. So let's take a look. And it says, this is from Bearing Arms, again from Cam Edwards. And it says that New Zealand's experiment in gun, co- in gun confiscation fails to reduce crime. What? He says, it's been three years since New Zealand's sweeping ban on semi-automatic firearms took effect with a six-month-long buyback that resulted in about 56,000 guns being turned over to police in a compensated confiscation scheme, try saying that quick three times, that officials promised would make the country a much safer place. That's plenty of time for the ban to have had an impact on the country's crime rates, but so far there's not much evidence that the disarmament of effort has made a difference. In fact, according to the country's latest crime statistics, things seem to be getting worse. And it says rates of injury and death caused by firearms are tracking higher than ever before. Data released by police under the Official Information Act shows 10 murder or manslaughter deaths in 2022. Up until 31 July, there were 11 in total in 2021. 
Injuries are also running at a record rate on track to exceed 300 firearm-related injuries for the first time. In 2021, there were 298 gun-related injuries recorded by police, the highest ever. That was despite a year-on-year drop in the number of firearms-related crimes police have had to deal with. In 2021, police dealt with 3,683 firearms-related offenses, down 7% on the previous year. Up until 31 July, those figures are tracking 1% lower again. It shows a growing willingness of people to use their guns against other people. The problem is particularly big in Auckland. Over the past 12 months, police have attended 4% more jobs where guns are involved than the previous 12 months, and there was a 74% increase in injuries. If you compare the past 12 months to a decade earlier, there was a 53% increase in gun crime and a 327% increase in injuries caused by guns. According to gun control advocates, this shouldn't be happening. Under their theory that more guns equals more crime, taking 56,000 guns out of circulation should have led to a dramatic reduction in firearm-related offenses. Instead, gun-involved crime is up by more than 50% compared to a decade ago when the nation was supposedly, to borrow a phrase from Joe Biden, awash in weapons of war. So what's driving the increased violence in New Zealand? Well, just like here in the United States, it appears that criminals had no interest in giving up their guns when the government demanded they hand them over. Uh, Auckland City Councilor Alf Filipiana said he was not surprised by the figures. They backed up the feeling of the community. He said the rising gun crime has coincided with Australia's policy of deporting 501s to New Zealand and the rise of such gangs such as the Comancheros. In the past year, growing tensions between the killer bees and the tribesmen have also seen a large number of shootings. Filipiana said that had now eased thanks to efforts of community leaders. The true safe committee seems to have put the issues around Tamaki and towards Northland to bed. I wasn't involved, but some of our community leaders met with the gangs and made it clear to them this wasn't good for our community, for our people. I'm going to skip the rest of that. Uh, Back in 2019, New Zealand's buyback was widely praised by gun control activists and Democratic politicians here in the United States. But I haven't heard much talk from the anti-gun crowd about how things have played out over the past couple of years. And I've got a pretty good guess as to why that's the case. As Democrats from Joe Biden on down press for a ban on so-called assault weapons here at home, however, it's worth pointing out what happened in the last country to implement a widespread prohibition on semi-automatic firearms, record high numbers of firearm-related injuries and deaths. Even if a ban on the most commonly owned rifles in the U.S. was constitutional, and it's not, it would be completely ineffective when it comes to crime and public safety. Semi-automatic Semi-automatic rifles aren't used in many crimes to begin with, so banning them would have little effect on violent crime rates, as we saw when Biden's 1994 ban was in place. Criminals will still primarily use handguns, and they'll continue to get them, mostly through illegal means. Want to reduce crime? It can be done, but it starts by focusing on the trigger pullers instead of the firearm itself. Okay, so let's have fun with that one. I don't think there's anything funny about it. I think the answer to this one is everyone knows what it is. It's Indiana. This is true. 
Was the iron, the iron highway? This wouldn't be yeah. happening if I, Indiana didn't have such loose, lax gun laws. That's right. I've done the math on this, and it checks out. I mean, come on, people! It's everybody knows that the major funnel is Indiana. We just have to shut down Indiana. Can we just get rid of Indiana? Oh, we could, but it'd be really messy. <laughs> Give it back no. to the French, right? The Indiana you know, purchase. Leave it up to the Democrats. They probably get rid of it in a couple of ways. You know, guns that leave Indiana have to go through Nebraska to get to New Zealand. Not necessarily. Yeah. I, it's a I, I think it's Ohio's fault. I'm not sure how, but I'm just, we should just get rid of Ohio. Just because it's thinking... the shortest route doesn't mean that they're definitely going through Nebraska. Yep, they have to. It's the shortest way. <laughs> so Jacob S. <laughs> says, mm, Indiana? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Indiana. Uh, Gun to he says, "Damn Hoosiers!" Yeah, and That's it's right, right there. Look, you got Indiana's the Hoosiers, Nebraska's the Huskers. I mean, they're they're in cahoots. I mean, it's, it's right there. Both their nicknames begin with H. Hold on, hold on. Let, me, let me recalculate this. Soon. I've done the math now, and that actually checks out. Is that true, Pat? In a bunker. You're representing, I wouldn't. you're representing Nebraska here. <laughs> yeah, why are you funneling all those guns to New Zealand? I wouldn't know. I'm. I, you guys don't know if I'm from Nebraska or not. That's true. Uh, Travis added another one out there in the chat, the Iowa Hawkeyes. It, you know, I, it's a cartel at this point. I think the problem is corn. They, they both have a lot of corn. That must be the problem. Now there's three states involved. When they talk about the article for real, though, they're talking about the uh, crime or whatever. So, yeah, like there's a bunch of gun crime, but since it's illegal to have a gun and protect yourself or defend your, your place or your family, are they counting all of the defense abuses, right, as crimes, gun crimes? And that's why crime's going up? Well, got into consideration their prime minister said you don't have a right to defend yourself so if that's the case then you shoot somebody who's breaking into your house you just committed a crime yeah like sure they committed a crime i guess also but then you did and it was a worse crime because you had a gun mm-hmm. yeah just like in canada remember Trudeau p11 says gotta keep colorado supplied <laughs> and he says they're making fun of us but hey we ain't for everyone actually i just got here and defense dad says, "What about Nebraska? I missed it." P and W Woods wants to know: guns. Do the Crips or the Bloods rule Indiana street crime? Depends on where you're at, I think. I don't know. They may have some of those goofy names like they had in New Zealand with their gangs. Yeah, those were interesting. Killer bees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can tell us about all the celebrities and all the sports, but they can't tell us. Uh, you know, like I was watching some stuff from, it was sort of, it was on YouTube, but it was training for police, training other police. And they were talking about how, because I never had known that meth went from meth labs, like in campers out in the middle of Arizona, like it had been, 
uh, where you could be walking around minding your business and all of a sudden you come up against people that are violently going to defend, you know, a camper that's a, a drug, whatever they call it, lab, right? Well, they changed that to be, you could do it with a two liter bottle or something way easier. So that just changed the whole dynamic of drugs and stuff, at least for the methamphetamine. And then the users of it and stuff have all changed over the years from bikers and truckers and different, you know, things. So how come we don't have that as some sort of like, just like the weather? Because the when we talk about gangs, I don't think gangs like back in the day, street gangs, maybe street gangs were getting something from somebody who knew somebody from somewhere. But now cartels are just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Cartels are international or some of the biggest organized crime. And then they're going up against the big established old fashioned organized crime. So, you know, we don't even hear about that. But like I say, we know everything about every celebrity's interactions and relationships when everything about sports and all the lineage of everybody's on a sports teams how come we don't know nothing about crime why can't they tell us anything why don't they report on all these drug wars and stuff how come we don't know any data all we have is movies and you know theory yeah and the movie industry would never lie to us because they all no they would never lie to us Travis T says meth comes from campers in New Mexico, according to the documentary I watched. Yeah, they make meth everywhere. I mean, that was a thing for a while, but like I said, I don't think that's necessary anymore. Plus, they can get stuff from uh, what Mexico way easier now. Yeah, that was when there was you couldn't really just pull a truckload of meth across the border. Now, if you can, what do they care about making it here when they can make it in Mexico easier? Now, Guns and Barbecue says, Gizzard Gary, obviously the Crips run Indiana. I mean, there's a guy there who does a chat called Shooting with Disabilities. <laughs> Those Crips are ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob D., the New York outcast, is out there. Let's see. Uh, Tim S. says there's Mexican Mafia and KC in St. Louis. Uh, Guns and Barbecue's comment reminds me of the episode of... Uh... South Park, where Jimmy and Timmy were going to L.A. to join the Crips. <laughs> oh my God. Of course. that one up. <laughs> Defense Dad said the movie industry absolutely lies to us. They said Thor Love and Thunder was a good movie. They jumped the shark with that movie. Haven't seen it. Anybody else see that? No one have no interest in seeing it. Well, evidently, you shouldn't go see it. So, uh, no, no, haven't seen it. Have no interest. That movie was such a hit in the theaters that it's already being put on Disney Plus. Oh, is it? Yeah, they've been having commercials about it. I'm changing my password to Disney Plus, so we can't watch it. I have Disney Plus. Oh, you do per- now. Oh, per- I anymore, I guess. I didn't know that. Part of my Verizon bundle because I don't, I don't have U.S. cellular like a heathen. Uh, mine worked on the ocean. Did yours? <laughs> no. Again, uh, you're going to spend a lot of time on the ocean. Possibly. Yeah, the ocean out there in Oklahoma. Yeah, but well, I really can't talk because I got U.S. cellular too. I mean, it's only soil service that works here in West Virginia. Gun Tony Pacifist says fentanyl is the new meth, but way more deadly. Yeah. 
Travis P. 11 says, actually, the Pats from Bunker Street rules the streets of rural Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Have you ever looked at uh, Verizon's coverage map? It goes around the state of West Virginia. They have to, though. There's a spot in West Virginia where they do some kind of something with radar blackout, all kind of radio wave blackout. So PNW Wood says, Pat from the bunker is 1,000% an overlord. I did not know that about you. Wow. Well, Are you an overlord if you're under everybody in a bunker? That's true. Kind of How bunker can you be an overlord down below the ground level? I might have some satellites. Okay. Well, since China and India are on the other side of the planet, China. he's actually over more people than he's under. Like on the other side of the disc? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With what G-Webs was saying about the radar blackout, radio blackout, there is a town not far from here called Rocket City in West Virginia. Nobody lives there. It's a government installation. It's called Rocket City. That's an actual town. There are actual like houses and stuff that are fronts for different laboratories and stuff. Goes all the way back to like the 1950s, uh, where they were doing their rocket experiments and stuff there. So, uh, Defense Dead says Pat has his three wheeler gang. That's true. I've seen it, seen pictures. Uh, Travis says Pat's in the pocket of Big Decalb. <laughs> wow. No, Pioneer, Pioneer. He got it wrong. Wrong company. I'm in the big pocket of Pioneer. And Monsanto. <laughs> and Monsanto, Honda. yeah. No, Honda. Yeah. <laughs> Cortina. That's why he badmouthed the Yamaha in this video. He's in the pocket of big uh, Honda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's just uh, <laughs> the three-wheeled Gs. <laughs> the three-wheeled Gs. I like it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Thanks, Travis. That's a good one. I'll have to remember that for my next video. Blitz says, wait, I live in DeKalb County. Or is it DeKalb County? Depends on where you live, I suppose. Uh, Blitz is in Illinois. It's It's like a Springfield. There's a DeKalb in a lot of places. Huckleberry Barbecue is out there dropping in the hashtag. Um, Got a giveaway coming up here. If you haven't got your uh, hashtag in there, it is hashtag FT186. That's pound sign for you old folks. FT is in Foxtrot Tango 186. Tic-tac-toe. Uh, Blitz says, should I be addressing Pat differently? I don't know. Travis P. Levin says, no problem, Nebraska. We're the only drive-bys we have are when a deer hunter misses. Wow. <laughs> Okie doke. Well, I am out of gun news for the moment. And That's we it. are at a lull, so it might be time to do something like 
this. Oh, who's the chicken that everyone loves? Gary, he's four for two but stands above. Gary, a ton of its wives and more to come. Gary, he loves to give gifts to everyone. Gary here. And so now I think it's time for my co-host to make an announcement. Did did he say four foot two but stands above? Yeah, I don't oh, know no, what no, he no, stands above. Hold on a second. What he stands that, above, but I heard that the entire trip from Tulsa to Vegas, Gizzard just had that on repeat the whole time. Uh, we did. That's true. True story. What do you think Snob is planning on flying? Yeah, I know, that's right? right. <laughs> yeah, mainly because that's just because I got over my fear. But uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's that time of the night. This is an awesome time of the night. And we're going to give stuff away, folks. If you want to be entered in the night's giveaway, all you have to do is type hashtag FT186 out there in the chat. Tonight's giveaway was brought to us by Aegis Gun Care, the best gun care out there. So, Gizzard, what do we have for the good folks tonight? Well, let's see. Maybe I got some stuff. Let's see what I can dig up here. Mystic, Mystic got a headache from that, so that was a win. Well, that's Sweet. always a win. Sweet. How so about... that excuse later. Yeah, there you go. Uh, speaking of larger than life, how about this Gizzard Gary channel sticker? It's huge. It's huge, and I know stickers. This is huge. And you're also going to win the Foul Territory thumbnail sticker. That's not quite as huge. Not quite as huge. Actually, it's the same width. It's three-inch sticker. Actually. You know a lot about three-inch stickers? I do. Speaking of three-inch stickers, how about this? From Radical Firearms, admit one to the Foster Cluck. Here's I your thought, ticket. I thought you should give away an obnoxious sticker when you said speaking of three and stickers. <laughs> yeah. How about a sticker from the Gun Owners of America? I think that one's bigger than yours. It's the same size, actually. But now I've got some that's bigger. Let's go big. Let's go big or go home. Let's go with the PSA dagger. Or the Passaw dagger, however you pronounce it. Dagger? I hardly knew her. There you go. Passaw dagger. Let's go even bigger. How about some Barnall performance steel case ammunition? It's actually pronounced Barnaul. Barnaul? <laughs> That's interesting. How about a sticker from C-Camp, LWC Camp? And is what there, giveaway? Is their logo a Loch Ness Monster? It is. Okay. Oh, what giveaway would be complete without a sticker from the good folks at Palmetto State Armory? You don't say. You don't say. Clint Torres says the Gizzard Gary sticker makes your truck 40% cooler. And, and better my, gas mileage. Oh, only if you turn on the recirculate. 
always thought about putting the sticker on, but then I'm afraid somebody's going to break in looking for a gizzard. Now, if you think my sticker is big, put it next to this one. This is a big sticker. It's from 1791 Gun Leather. Yeah. It's that old. That's over 200-year-old sticker. Amazing the sticky stuff still works on that. That's actually horse glue. L1. And we go from the very big sticker to the very small sticker. This one from Gators American Eyewear. Or as Obnoxious pronounces it, Gator Z. No, it's Gators. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Everything. But that's that's a whole different topic of discussion. So much like we did much like we did our stickers or patches, we're gonna have big and small. Which one do you want to see first? Big or small? We're still talking about patches, right? Mm-hmm. I have my camera on. Smallest to the biggest. Mm-hmm. Smallest one. There's the smallest one. This is from the good folks at Lock Grips. Ooh, those are good folks. Those are great folks, folks over there. Yes, they are. I could make it bigger by holding it closer to the camera. It's actually a very small sticker. Compared to this one, which is rather big in comparison, this is from Big Daddy Unlimited. This is a can of range water made with 100% USA blood, sweat, and bullets established in Freedom Roots in North Florida. You're going to get all this plus from the good folks at Aegis Gun Care. These folks right here, you're going to get a basic gun cleaning kit. And that's going to be like this. It's tiny little backpack thing full of gun cleaning supplies, including your favorite cleaner and lubricant from the good folks at Aegis Gun Care. Since that's a basic gun cleaning kit, does it start craving pumpkin spice lattes about this time of year? I think more closer to October is when it begins doing that, but it will eventually, yes. Okay. So, so whoever wins that is going to have to supply it with pumpkin spice lattes. Well, this is true, but it's really not that big a deal. Uh, what is a big deal is our giveaway. So uh, let's go ahead and share our StreamYard giveaway screen. And it looks like we have 34 entries in the giveaway with only 32 people in the show. Somebody's cheating. Well, somebody Somebody may have double dipped. Whole milk foam on there and they asked for skin. But of course, oh, now we got 35. We'll probably end up having 100. Somebody's triple dipping. That's right. But of course, I am only allowed to click the button when commanded to do so by our contest judge, the lovely obnoxious one. So if I just sat here for the rest of the show and didn't say do it now? We'd be here until 3 o'clock in the morning and people would probably all all be gone. So if but now, you're not going to do it now. I said now. Damn it. (laughs) Curses. Foiled again. I'd have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those kids. Brian Woods is our winner. Congratulations, PNW Woods. You're tonight's winner, winner, chicken dinner. Or Aegis Gun Care. No chicken dinner. No, I had a chicken dinner, so I was mistaken. So, yes, you're the Aegis Gun Care dinner. And we don't have bac
And what does he need to do to claim his prize? Allow me. Uh, send your send your mailing address to me at winner at gizzardgary.com. That's winner, W-I-N-N-E-R, at gizzardgary.com. And I will get that to you, and I will get your address to the good folks at Aegis Gun Care. So you can get your prize. Did Snob just fall off the face of the earth or what? Mm-hmm. I think he may have lost his connection. Oh, oh no. Because you say meaner, meaner. Oh no, they're multiplying. Neither one of them can talk. You act like that's a bad thing. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we've got the the no volume snob in here. So it's got that shit following up. Heard something about a phone that was less than adequate for the task. Phone that he apparently dug out of a toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you should have left it in there personally. At any rate, we can't let that hold up our show from going on because we have people out there. Ready. I think I can. I think I'm here now. He's back. Okay. You want to see if you can introduce our next segment real quick for you, Lou Signal again? Uh, I think Lou Signal, but I did. I don't know why. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the second favorite part of the show. Is that what we're introducing? Yep. It's time for Show Us Your Guns. Guns, 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 Wish.com version of the Aegis gun cleaning kit. I see that. Hi, Ozzy. Is it Aegis? No, two E's. It just looks like there's an A in front. So anyway, if you want to send Gorn to the uh, show, send it to Gorn, G-O-R-N, at gizzardary.com, and please include your channel name in the email so I won't have to read out your email address. What is it, Snob says? Uh, panties panties. That's it. Panties I thought it was Purple Penny Sniffer 86. Oh, no, that was mine, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. So before before we get too gorny with it here, I want to throw out a quick word because it is Free Patch Friday after all. So uh, let's hear from GearWebsites.com. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. That's right. Hey, thanks for the plug every week. You bet. Free Patch Friday, so go out there and get you some free stuff. I'm sure there's probably new stuff that hasn't been out there that you don't have one of. Go out there and get something. You might get something else that's even cooler. So, do that. 
quick question to uh, G-Webs. Uh, do you still have that sewing machine patch still available? Well, that wasn't mine. Those were from, what, Savoy? Savoir? Something like that? Gizzard, I think. Save your, save your equipment. Save your equipment. So uh, those were at SHOT Show, and I just grabbed a handful. They were I really... Have three of them left. SHOT Show was, like, crazy... Um, what would you say, like sparse, I guess. So on that, whatever, I think it was the second day still. They had a big giant bowl of them, you know, like where people would have candy or something in a bowl. For... Anyway, so they had this giant bowl of them. And I'm like, hey, can I grab a couple of these? And she goes, yeah. And I go, can I grab a bunch? She goes, yeah, take as many as you want. I go, I'm going to take a whole bunch. She's like, yeah, take as many as you want. And I'm just grabbing handfuls as I'm saying, I'm going to take a whole bunch. And she goes, yeah, take as many as you want. So I had a whole bunch of them, but I never, I just gave them away. I did no, a couple. That was, I don't know if I have any extras anymore, but Gizzer says he has a couple. No, well, I guess I kind of thought that was your patch. No, it was, uh, I definitely would have. I never even thought about doing something like that. It was super cool. No, that, that, that's awesome, though, because, uh, you know, with you doing all the patches and everything, I just automatically assumed, which was dangerous on my part, uh, thinking that that was your patch. So. But no, it's 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 a cool it's a cool patch. Okay. So we've got a few different things that came in from the text. So give me just a minute here, get things set up. No, do it now. Oh, I guess just I always fix my own stuff. So that's what always kind of reminded me of the uh, sewing machine. So, Gizzard, Gizzard, Gizzard just wing it. Just a minute. Uh, I think the patch looks like what would happen if a P40 Warhawk and a sewing machine had a baby. I think that was probably the plan. Yeah. Okay, so I was asked to share this first. So, uh... oh, this is epic amazing so this is a video from our friend the gun snob this is actually a short never heard of her it says they caught me so here we go all right kobe matt thanks for having me it's been great and thanks for this stuff hey 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 you can't just leave with that what? stuff what? That what? What? what what give me that but, hey, know, but, but no, but What's no. What's on the other hand? Oh, oh, nothing, nothing. Just worry about the, what? Gee, you're not even supposed to know about that yet. Oh, look at that amazing camera work. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it was full of meat and cheeses. Mm-hmm. There's an Easter egg in that too. Keep it up, you'll be meat and cheeses. <laughs> Damn it, Jeebus. Wow. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you for the last Thank you, obnoxious one. That was, that, was, that was good, man. I like it. That was good. That was fantastic camera work. You should. So, what are we looking at here? I didn't know his name is Chelsea. What's going on here, Snobby? No, that was his. That was his winning pose, and, and the reason I left earlier is he called. Well, I called Grace. Anyways, she had him on the phone and stuff. He, uh, I thought they said he got a 
fumble recovery and ran it in for a touchdown at 70 yards. But no, he got a pick six and ran it back. And he said it was like 90 yards, but everybody else said 70. So I don't know. We'll see. What it was 145. I'm sure it'll be on Huddle this week because they have the highlights of the game on this website called Huddle. So I'm sure it'll be on it when they release it. It'll say exactly what it was. Well, he's got a damn good number right there. Damn good number. 44 minimum. So it now, looks like uh, looks like this young man is quickly becoming the star of Chelsea football, I'll tell you what. Just like his dad, right? I tell you, good job tonight. He doesn't look a bit like Usain Bolt, though. Yeah, when I, when I was talking to him, he's like, he's like, I've been playing my heart out where you're just sitting at home. I'm like, I'm still in Catoosa, Braden. I'm not even home yet. If I would have been home, I would have been at the game. No, well, tell me the job tonight. Heck yeah. So let's look at something that was shared by Obnoxious. One, I'm sick what of kind of contraption is this? That's a buggy. That's just a car. Mm-hmm. But that's what Florida man drives every day. Yeah, every day thing that's not stole there. Mm-hmm. Did you get to drive it? Hog? No, we didn't get to was drive it. Is that the hog hunting mobile? Yes, it is. Yeah. That apparently, is pretty damn cool. Apparently, that's how you hunt hogs. Mm-hmm. I want one. Got to have a big old buggy. Yeah, I want one of them. That'd be cool. I'd have friends if I had one of those. No, we still not like you. Yeah, you might, but it wouldn't, still wouldn't be us. They come yeah. hog hunting, boys. <laughs> I got a yeah. buggy. Yeah, from what, from what I've that's seen, you yeah, have one of them or a platform on top of a Range Rover. <laughs> I mean, to be I'm fair, a... I don't know what Gizzard's going to do with that swamp buggy hunting hogs in Kansas. I haven't seen very many Kansas swamps. Okay, here's a close-up of a gun. That's a riffle. That's a riffle. riffle. Yep. Let's I think see. it's an LF-308 Hunter. Yes, it is. That's pretty cool. That's otherwise known as Bacon Maker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jason isn't here. You the broke Those guns... Since obnoxious, I'm gonna tell you those guns they built what the Thursday before we got down there, they built them. Yeah, and it went and sighted them in on Friday real quick, so we could hunt with them on Tuesday. We went to the range with them Monday and shot a few rounds through them just to you know kind of get used to them, so we could hunt with them on Tuesday. And then they told us yesterday they were coming home with us. Yeah, they well, told kind us. of coming home with us. Speaking of coming home with you, what is going on here? Something's a little fishy with this picture. Mm-hmm. That is Mini Sarge and me. And, and the last that is a very expensive fish, obnoxious as well. Yes. Those are the last two fish of the day. And they were the two biggest of the day. Looks like spaghetti arms. Obnoxious was worn out at this point. I was. I was worn out. Why do you think I'm sitting down? I couldn't stand anymore. <laughs> it's spaghetti arms and he hands me this out with fish, fish to hold up. Got his tongue sticking out here. <laughs> Your fish is bigger than his. Hmm? 
Mine was the biggest one of the day. Sweet. Do you just go out and spear them from the surface? Yeah. <laughs> Hang out the side of the boat and just spear down at them? Yeah, actually, you, they they tie the rope to your feet, and then they just drag you behind the boat. Oh, and like one of them pearl divers? Yep. Just hold your breath, and you send you out <laughs> with a spear, and you come up with one, or you die. Yeah, they don't let you up until you got a fish. Yeah. Now we've got a rather pretty gun here. That is the Bounty Hunter edition of the the Ferrari Amp. It actually has the the uh, Mandalorian symbol on the front or on the top of it. That's pretty cool. That looks like we're going to see a few things in this next picture. So let's take a look at that. All the things. All the things. That is every iteration that the amp went through. The frame. The frame. <clears throat> they started off, goes left to right each each row there, but that the red one up there was the original. And then those are all they were all going to do polymer, so with the insert on it, until you get down to the the second one in that third row down, where you see they started to have the grip panels. That's when they started to go to the alum, aluminum on it. And then the two at the bottom are the current the current generation of them. The amp, and then the amp X on the right there. The other right. I feel like these are all ghost guns. Those aren't guns at all. They're just frames. But very yeah, cool. they use an FCU. Mm -hmm. Very cool frames. You should have these like on a pegboard or something on the wall, right? Side wall. Then we've got one last picture here. Or if they got like a hallway, it'd be cool to have them going down like the hallway in order. It would. They still got them hanging around there. I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna do something with them. Oh, they've got a lot of hallways. They do have a lot of hallways. because we got lost. We got lost every time we tried to walk through there. Because they kind of just turned mm -hmm. us loose in there, which mm -hmm. was kind of brave on their part. Us three running around there on our own. Okay, and what do we have here? Let's see. Stormtrooper version of the amp. How come so many of these pictures are on a mattress from U-Haul? Or one of them moving mattresses <laughs> from U-Haul? Because that's what they had in their shipping department. It's not my fault. You should have taken your own blanket. Should have. I packed enough stuff. I didn't need to bring a blanket, too. Mm-hmm. We could have just taken the one out of the motel. Good have. Now, speaking of fish. Just a motel? Fish. That was our haul for the day. 
Not fishing. Yours is this end one? Mm-hmm. Which one was snobs? This little tiny one up here? Somewhere around there, yeah. So snob caught the bait. Actually, snob was catching a lot of bait. <laughs> he is a master baiter. But um. All right, now we've got another picture here that does not have a fish in it, believe it or not. What? Does not have a fish. It's got a different kind of animal, let's just say. That's Ethan with the big boar. Nice pig. Which one are you talking about? I was talking to the pig. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was talking to the boar. Oh, Ethan got the biggest he got the biggest pig of the day. Or the afternoon. Is that the same swamp buggy in the background? Or is that mm-hmm. background? Oh. Yeah. That's, you can it's see some... the you see the seats better from yeah, that. It's it's back there a little ways. Nice. Okay. Now, were you guys all shooting different calibers? Uh, Ethan had a six five Grendel. Three more. Sorry. It's not a Grendel. Shut it. Grendel's an AR round. Whatever. What a wimpy. So thing. did you put some? What I want to know is, is this your idea of frog lube or what? Yeah, it, yeah. It was once he closed that, once he adjusted that stock. Yeah. <laughs> Ashton was Ashton was sitting beside me and she looks over and she like starts pointing at my rifle. And I was like, oh, there's a tree frog on it. Don't know where he came from. I'm guessing a tree that we drove through. Poor frog. Uh, he yep. got... That's all right. They're making more. It's amazing what a 308 will do to a frog. <laughs> a little bit of overkill. No frogs were harmed in the. So you say. So you say. Okay, we go from green to blue. Look how blue that water is. Looks like there's a little fishy on the end of it. Mm-hmm. And those fish change colors, you know, especially after you bring them in and they die. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like neon. They're like so vibrant when you're catching them. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep, we lost again. You know, be close to home. So then there's another fishy picture. It did? I figured you'd be home by now. Yeah, that water out there was just as blue as could be. Yeah, it's pretty. How far offshore do you guys have to go, Obi? Uh, 15 miles. Okay. Very nice. At least that's what he told us. You know, we could have been like 
eight miles offshore. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't see land anymore. It felt like we was a long ways. Couldn't see land anymore. Took a long time to get back. Okay, so let's right. go to the mailbox. <gasps> let's all go to the mailbox. mailbox. Let's all go to the mailbox. Let's all go to the mailbox. Mailbox. Get us a snack. There might be a snack out there. Oh, God. I keep losing service. I'll be back in probably 20 minutes. Okay. Don't me. So now we've got an email here from Defense Dad. New M Arms grips, Magwell, and base plates they sent me to review. Nice. Spiffy. It is pretty spiffy. And let's see, there's more. There's a nice picture. Shiny. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it. Pretty nice. And one more picture. I feel like this is all the same gun. I do believe it is. Mm -hmm. Oh. It's a possibility. Well, I would explain it then. But this one has a Craftsman screwdriver up in the corner. Yep. All right, very cool. And then <laughs> he said another email says forgot a couple. So if you didn't get a close up look at it, there's the little insignia. M arms or Marms wouldn't that be? Yeah, that is actually pronounced Marms. Marms. Excuse me, Marms. <laughs> School Marms? Is that what that's short for? Mm-hmm. Must be. Oh, if that's what they were packing back in the day, then yeah, you probably wouldn't want to mess with Well, no fact. Anymore. School Marms always packed to Rock Island, 1911. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep, look out. So to go to the well one last time. <laughs> and send a base plate too for the... Yeah. If they put a well bullets, I'm definitely going there. <laughs> that gun's uh-huh. got a long grip. That's for sure. All right. So now we go to it's Clint Torres time. Oh God! My no, I'm not going to show that on screen. <laughs> 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 After I got a good look at it, it's like not that one. Uh oh. 
Yeah, we can look at that in the after chat. That's not suitable for any audience. He said he had a high point. I said we should both see other men. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Ouch. Yeah, that would be... Okay, and then we're gonna we're gonna get a word from our former president Bill Clinton here. He says, "Older folks know there are two people at this desk." <laughs> well, to be fair, one's under, still at the desk, technically <laughs> under the desk having a cigar. Oh, you got to get it moist. makes me so moist you might want to look out for that moist CD's Benz when you're a democrat and haven't talked about the Russians in five minutes (laughs) (laughs) collusion may or may not be accurate Probably is accurate. God, it looked like that guy's forehead was about to explode. I know. I haven't he was, seen weight. was watching Fell Territory. Holy shit. So if progressives don't believe in tax cuts for millionaires, why do they support green subsidies for millionaires? I don't know. I do not know. All right. And this is from <laughs> I'll let you see if you can figure out who it's from. How about that? Let's play that game. Tell me who sent this in. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> nope. Hmm. Oh damn. That's but, uh, who I was. The other know. bald guy. Mm-hmm. Me? I send that in. A pacifist. Yep. Gun, toting pacifist. I hit him in the head twice, didn't I? Uh-huh. Hit him right in my head. Oh, Put a little damn. bit stronger glue on that thing next time. Yeah, try some gorilla on duck. it the next time. Duck tape it. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Clint Torres says, ow. Jacob S. says, I got to get going, guys. Have a good night. All right. Good night, Jacob. Have a good one. Then we have this from Justin Grimm. Says, show me on the doll where my modified Glock hurt you. (laughs) God, I still remember that episode. Holy shit. Thank God it doesn't go any farther than that. I'll put it that way. And that right now is the only, the only Gorn we have. 
Uh, Wood says, I stepped out for dinner. The Facebook trick works, LOL. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> uh, Pasva says, I work on my hair all day and the DOT hits it. <laughs> nice. I'm surprised he's not on here tonight. Pacifist, uh, you got a link, pretty sure. Of course, I thought I sent you one, too. Obviously, I didn't. Oh, well. Yeah, uh, well, it's weeks. I've been pretty busy. Yeah, you're pretty good about asking. And, uh, like I said, there's also one out there in Patreon, too. X Adam one is working and listening, he says. Snob is still trying to figure out how to get on the internet, so he may be in in time to say goodbye. I don't know. <coughs> but uh, anybody got anything we can talk about for the next few minutes, or do I have to go search for more stories? Obviously, I'm searching for more stories. Yeah, there you go. Well, okay. Well, let's uh, Let's just do it this way. Let's just do it this way. Uh, could always mention crazy California man who cut off his girlfriend's head. What? Oh, Good, but that's that. not exactly 2A related, is it? No, but it, <laughs> it's something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Does have two heads? No. His guy was schizophrenic and uh, got a sword and right out there in the middle of the street in front of all the neighbors cut her head off. Jesus. Yeah, now you have something to talk about. I don't think we need to talk about that. No, that's not. Uh, Okay, so some of these we discussed last week, too. Does anybody see anything you want to take a look at on this list here? What are man portable chain guns? Hmm. Okay, so you could click on it and find out. Let's find out. Yeah, that'd be okay. Oh, ForgottenWeapons.com. Ask Ian, are man-portable chain guns coming? From Nicholas on Patreon, have there been any attempts to make miniaturized man-portable chain guns? Do you think there's a future for such a machine gun, given modern advances in energy stories? Chain guns are a specific type of externally powered machine gun. They have a single barrel, and it uses a loop of chain to control the movement of the breech and feed system of a machine gun so that it cycles under external power, independent of energy taken from the firing cartridge. They are most commonly used in 20mm to 30mm cannons, armored vehicle turrets, helicopters, and naval AA mounts. The benefit of a chain gun is its ability to cycle a dud cartridge right through the system without causing a stoppage. They are also unaffected by variations in powder charge within reason. This makes them ideal for aerial mounts. The ability to lock the action closed longer than typical machine gun designs allows them to leak minimal propellant gases out the breach and advantage for use in tanks and APCs. For infantry type use, these benefits are not particularly useful. They are offset by the increased weight required of a chain gun, both from the additional components to actually the bolt and also the electric motor and battery to power it. I can see development of this system for autonomous or drone-based applications, but not for human infantry. 
And Defense Dad says, play the right. Godzilla chicken. All right, I still don't understand what that is, what a chain gun is. I don't know if I have Godzilla chicken on here anymore or not. Are you being serious, obnoxious one, or are you being sarcastic? No, I would. What does it do? Is it, it does it pull it through or? Um, basically, uh, do you know the inner workings of a uh, engine by any chance? Mm, you put gas in and you push the pedal down. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, on a chain gun. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it works is uh, everything is timed off of a chain. The chain does a loop around everything. It cycles the breech, the ammo, and everything coming in just at the right time. That's what the chain just it. It's basically a feed delivery system. Okay. It keeps everything in time. And depending on if you advance it, you know, by certain degrees or delay it by certain degrees on a uh, timing system on there, it will uh, keep the uh, breach shut longer to keep the gases in. Um, uh, How's the other way I want to put it? Um, the chain keeps everything in perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. He, with you not knowing, knowing anything about cars, so easy explanation would be, it's like the timing chain on the back of the engine that goes, you know, between the transmission and the engine. But since you don't know anything about cars, so telling you about the timing chain would have been pointless for Pat to do. Yeah. I've heard exactly. of the timing chain. <laughs> that's why, that's why I cut it. Now, it, it and if the chain, if the chain gets black, gets worn out, everything gets out of time. So you got to keep the ch- the chains got to be good in there to keep everything in time between the ammunition delivery into the breach, the breach shutting, the breach opening and ejecting. It just it, it's it does not de- it's it's not a dependent system on straight blowback or a gas impingement system. It just keeps everything locked in on a certain time. Now, what they need to do is get rid of the chain and just put a gear drive system on it. Actually, that would pro- that that'd be tighter. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about the chain going slack or. But with the gear drive system, um, one thing you got to worry about is uh, size. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <being massive. laughs> I wasn't being serious. <laughs> well, I, think, I figured you knew what I was referencing. <laughs> you, you knew how I was going to go with that, though. <laughs> you already knew that. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> you no, know, I know. I fell into your trap. <laughs> I can explain it. <laughs> no, a gear drive would be tighter and you'd actually be able to keep the timing mm-hmm. on it even yeah. better. 
until but, you broke a tooth, but then you then you'd really be trouble. Jesus Christ, catastrophic! <laughs> <Right. laughs> I've, I've had it. I've had it happen. <laughs> so, you and me both yeah. <laughs> on a stock car engine. Uh, it's my car. Like <laughs> Camaro, you've heard me talk about my Camaro set for drag racing. It had a gear drive on it. Yep. It, when you break teeth on one of those things, chain's a lot easier to replace. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on valve clearance. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Because <laughs> you can kill a lot of valves when timing, especially if you've got a high-compression engine. Mm. But, yeah, so. it, 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 what the deal is between that, uh, the chain just keeps everything going at the exact same rate, no matter what happens I you you will notice Pat though I didn't say everything else was easy to replace just that the chain was easy to replace okay so from the gun snub we have a final score Chelsea 50 Nawada 20 nice I'd say say they won more like no winner no winner they don't get any water because they lost they have to go without water all night long. All night long. Get out of my head. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you can't help it, man. So, uh, what's up there now? All right. So, anyway, uh, anything uh- else going on? Yeah, actually, I was, uh, since you brought that last uh, bit of feed up, uh, about two miles away from the bunker, I live next to a, uh, what's the nicest way to put this, a mental institute with people that have made some wrong decisions in their life and their brains are fried or... Uh, they were born that way, or there's a, a amalgamation of different people there. Anyway, we get a. So in other words, Congress. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> in the morning, we get a statement put out by our local county sheriff saying that there is a 44 year old. That has been missing since 2.30 in the morning. He is schizophrenic. He is diabetic. And he has not had his meds. So I get a call about the time that I'm rolling out of the house to go feed cows. And I have to go back, pull all the keys out of everything around the bunker, put everything away, lock the shop up. Pack the gun with me, and probably about an hour later, they finally found him about a quarter mile away from my house, hiding in the river. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it that way. And the the, the county sheriff had to uh, come by the house and let me know, because he knew what I had, and knew what was going on and 
he knew it was going to happen if they come near the house. So, <laughs> and he was a little bit psycho when they, it took about three officers to take his ass down. I thought you were going to say he took a road trip to California. Uh, no, but it was getting close enough to California that I was like, okay, that, that well, was, here. that was a callback to the story I said. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, that was my movement for the morning. Okay, so just a quick mention of some folks from uh, from a company called Lift Free Armory. And I believe Obnoxious One can tell us a little bit about Live Free Armory. We've heard of um, them. I mean, I'd... what do they do exactly? Um, make stuff. Make metal clock copies. Go fishing. They okay. they not only do that, but they make component parts. They do make component. I, parts. I understand many of the parts that other companies sell are actually made by Live Free Armory. This is true. Let's just say that you've definitely seen their stuff and you've likely shot their stuff. Travis T says they shoot pigs and go fishing. Yes, they do. They that do that too. too. Actually, well, no, Ethan. Ethan was, is live free armory. So, he, yeah, we, they do shoot pigs. It's Ethan. Colby and Colby didn't actually do any hunting. He just rode on the buggy with us. But Ethan did shoot the boar. And then Colby and Matt went fishing with us. So. Gun Snob says they murder pigs. <laughs> so does Sarge. So, I mean, there was <laughs> there was one just living his best pig life, pig sitting there in a mud mind? hole, hoping we wouldn't see him, and Sarge just straight up murdered him. So there is there's a possibility, let's just leave it at this for tonight. There's a possibility you may be hearing more about Live Free Armory. You'll the, the you will definitely future. be hearing more about Live Free Armory. So I just kind of wanted to give you a taste of things to come. You've been seeing the logo up in the corner of your screen. And uh there will be more to come from the good folks at Live Free Armory. So one thing one thing we did stress to them that they don't put on their website all that much. They, Colby talked quite a bit about it. Is they are sourcing all their materials as best they can from American companies. So it's, they're trying. They're sourcing everything that they can from from American steel and American aluminum to make their parts, which is a good thing. It's mm-hmm. definitely a good thing. All right. Well, more to come from Live Free Armory. But uh, real quick, because we're about probably around 10 minutes left to go. I know uh, Gear Websites is getting ready to go on with the weekly 2A wrap-up here as soon as this quote-unquote wraps up. So uh, let's get a quick word out there for RNL Displays. RNL Displays creates beautifully handcrafted wooden firearm display kits that give you endless options to display your firearms in different ways. With an interchangeable magazine design, you can effortlessly go from a wall mount firearm display to a desk or table stand. Also now available are pistol display stands. All products are handcrafted in New York, USA. So remember, visit rndldisplays.com. 
All right. So, Rob D says, my favorite part. Remember to use code GizzardGary for 15% off your order. I don't want you to have to pay too much. No, I heard if you use code the gun snob, he actually adds 15% to your order. That's probably true. So uh, let's go ahead and get into our final segment for the evening. This is what we call, What Did You Learn? And in this segment, we ask each of our panelists to tell us what they learned during tonight's program. And then they get a chance to uh, give their plugs and tell us about what they've got coming up. So since he was first in, he'll be first out. Let's start with Rich White. Rich White, what did you learn? Oh, I learned Snob isn't as big a wimp as we all thought he was and actually found out he's not afraid to fly. Oh, he's still afraid. (laughs) He didn't even have anybody to hold his hand, did he? No. Well, Rich, what do you have coming up? Let's see. We got the wrestling thing tomorrow night. That'll be on Wrestling Unloaded. It's got the wrestling show. That'll be at the normal time, 9 or 5 p.m. Eastern, it's just on a different channel now. And then Sunday, we will do this week unloaded at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, so uh, check both of those out. And that will be on the usual channel of uh, Unloaded Media. But that's about it. That's about it. Okay. Well, uh, well, thank you uh, for being on the show. As always, we'll go to Obnoxious ones that tell us, Obi, what did you learn? I learned uh, just on the show or like in general? Oh, I'll, I'll go with general, I guess. Okay. I learned that there is a second five o'clock on the, during the day. It happens way early. <laughs> You're fishing. And I didn't care for it at all. Oh. Is it nappy time after that first five o'clock? <laughs> yeah, it comes around twice a day, strangely enough. What have you got coming up, Bobby? I know you've yeah. been releasing some uh, some shorts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you got more cool stuff coming up for us? Oh, yeah. I got more stuff. I gotta get. I got some stuff here that needs to get videos done, and I gotta he doesn't get live free armory footage. Though no, I don't have live free armory footage because somebody recorded in five point seven K. Bastards! Wow. Yeah. I don't know why he did that. Because it's so much better. Yeah. You crap right down when you do that. Of course, when you've got somebody recording in 5.7K and the other two recording in 4K, and you end up with 330 gigs. <laughs> yeah, luckily, I took a brand new 500 gig uh, hard drive and almost filled it. I didn't even have room on my computer if I deleted everything that I could delete. <laughs> Wow. And he has a terabyte drive in his computer. Mm-hmm. Should have recorded in 556K. Should have recorded in 308K. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
potato cake. But obviously, we've got some other cool stuff. And from and I, I also learned that fish are stupid expensive to get stuffed. Yeah, you could buy one on eBay for like 50 bucks. <laughs> Take a picture of it, and then there's a company where you send them the picture, and they'll make you a fake fish that looks exactly like the one that you uh, caught. Mm. That isn't cheaper necessarily, though. I think it is cheaper. From what they were, one of the reasons why they started doing it. That's okay. It was a great experience. It was. It was. On the wall. It was. Um, yeah, it was it's too late now, probably, but I never even thought about it. But um, there's SeaWorld or something down there. A lot of times, those kind of places will have uh, people that do that kind of stuff. So sometimes, if you look in, like, especially now with like Facebook or Craigslist or something, and say looking for ta- uh, fish taxidermy, especially, well, I guess if you were in Florida, really. You might find a bunch of people that are, you know, in training or learning or doing it on the side when they do it professionally at work. Yeah. Oh, you could have somebody like 3D print you one. Mm-hmm. I could have lived for your armory 3D print me one. I had a 3D uh-huh. printer right there. There you Most go. They don't do that where they just scan the fish when you catch it, and then that way you can eat it and have a, like, uh-huh. what in. Oh, there was plenty of meat to go around because none of us could take it because we were in a motel. What is that fish taste like? Just a bunch of white meat. Do what? What fish is that? What does that taste like? Just a bunch of white meat? Uh, they say it's really good. Yeah, it's really white. They said real white and flaky. It's mahi. Yeah. yeah, it's great. What kind of fish is it? What's it called? Mahi, mahi. or dolphin fish? Yeah, or dorado. Whenever I was a little kid and I was going to go fishing in Florida, they're like, here's this menu of place, things you want to go fish for. What do you want to go fish for? It was always hammerhead. They're like, well, you got 0% chance of catching one of them. I'm like, okay, hammerhead. <laughs> I, I want a blue whale. <laughs> I got shunned by all these professional saltwater fishermen on a boat with the first fish I caught. Because I went to try to take him off the hook. I was trying to stick my thumb in his mouth. They're like, no, 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 no. Hey, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, you, you're, you only do that one time. Yeah. yeah, you didn't get yelled at for filming, though. Yeah, true. Or not moving twice. <sighs> but you know, I've I've fished all my life. I've never known you not to stick your thumb in their mouth to take the hook out. Not saltwater fish. No, yeah. not saltwater fish. Yeah. You don't do that in saltwater fish. No, and then they have these little there's freshwater fish. fish you don't do that with either. Yeah. Well, there ain't no Oklahoma that I catch. A sword or something spear to kill the fish, then I ain't sticking my hand in its mouth. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, you got anything else, Obi? Uh, no. He'll have live free armory footage if I'm not lazy and get that stuff mm-hmm. transferred and actually get to the post office and mail his hard drive. All right. Yeah, but it's going to take me so long to go through that stuff. You can so, promote it next week. Yeah, I want to give uh, G-Webs a chance to answer what did you learn and give us his plugs. I know he's got to get off here and start his All next right, show, I feel so. you pushing me out to get that big old Shepherd took and pulled me off stage. That's fine. <laughs> so, G Webs, what did you learn tonight? Uh, thanks for hosting and uh, the link. And I'd say I like looking at uh, behind the scenes at companies and stuff. So, I enjoyed seeing all those uh, pics and the video and whatnot of the uh, place. Cool to see it. Thanks for sharing that stuff. And you've got a show coming up immediately after this one. It's called the Weekly 2A Wrap Up. So everybody should go there after this show is over, correct? 
Yep, I've been editing the uh, intro, and I don't think I'm going to get it done because you're right. I think it's supposed to start like right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you for being part of the show. Let me circle back around to the gun snob since he's finally here. Snob, what did you learn this evening? Uh, I didn't learn much because I wasn't here very much. You learned that uh, f- flying is not so scary. I learned that the other day. I really wasn't scared of flying. I just didn't want to deal with the nuisance of it. And it wasn't that much of a nuisance. As long as you fly out of small airports, it's not bad. All right. So what have you got coming up? You got some videos for us and some pictures? Yeah, I'm going to try <clears throat> all day Sunday and try to get the shop tour and interview edited. I don't know if I'll get it done. But that's going to be my goal because I got to work cattle tomorrow. Sounds like fun. <clears throat> all right. Is that all for you? Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff. And if G-Web's like seeing behind the scenes, just wait till he sees our full video. Check it out. Yeah, yeah we're not stealing the things. Them. Yeah. Eh, don't worry about that. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, thanks for being here. Glad you got home safely. Yeah. Sorry I didn't get to be on it more, but, you know. No, it's really not your fault. Uh, Two Life Moo, what did you learn? Yo, I learned what did I learned. <clears throat> I learned that every high school mascot should have a gun in their logo. I agree. And for plugs, check out the uh, early bird chat Sunday from ten to ten a.m. to two p.m. Eastern Eastern time. Now that the standard, I don't know what time zone. So check it out. Gives your gear channel. Yeah, Sunday. check it out. We'll be talking about 9-11 on 9-11. So. Oh. Right on. So, Thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks for being here. And then finally, Pat in a bunker. What did you learn? I had a good time tonight. Uh it's been a couple weeks since I've been on a podcast. And uh thanks for having me on tonight, Gary. Uh Good chat as always. Thanks for having me on tonight. Appreciate it. You bet. Let's go ahead and uh, put this one in the garage as it will. I would like to thank everybody out there for being part of the show this evening, whether you watched on Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch. I appreciate you watching. Thanks to everybody out there in the chat for being part of the show. And thanks to everybody who was on the panel this evening to uh, make it an interesting discussion. Of course, always thanks to my patrons on Patreon.com and my channel members on YouTube.com for doing what you do. I appreciate it. Don't forget that Sunday morning, once again, the early bird chat, that's at 9 a.m. Central to 1 p.m. Central. And uh, next week, we will do Foul Territory again on Friday night. That's at 9 p.m. Central time. So, uh, anyway... Have a uh, great and pleasant weekend. And remember, as I always say, that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, well, give them one of these. Give them the bird. This is Gizzard Dairy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Foul Territory is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions. 
and is streamed live every Friday at 9 p.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and released as an audio podcast on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, and Podchaser. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com. <laughs>